Everyone, this is Gigi, and this is Mimi, and you are listening to Queerified. On this podcast, you'll hear from icons in the LGBTQIA plus community and some legendary allies too. Today on the pod, we have a premier YouTube beauty boy in makeup who is no stranger to the drama, Gabriel Zamora. We kiki about a lot of things, including the YouTube community. Growing up queer and a little bit about the legendary, almost mythical drama get in. Before we get into it, please don't forget to call into the Queerified Hotline, 1 844 Queries. That's Q U E E R Y S, and call and ask us anything. Absolutely nothing is off limits, and we will answer your queries at the end of the pod. We love hearing from you. And maybe, just maybe, we'll call you back. Grab a snack, grab your champagne or a drink if you're sober, and get ready because this one is about to get juicy and be everything. Ladies and gentle them, Gabriel Zamora. All right, and we are back. We are here with none other than the fab, the gorge, the honest and beautiful Gabriel Zamora. Oh my god, hi everyone. Uh, hi, say <laughs> hi, hi to everybody. Everyone. <laughs> hi everyone. Hey everyone. Oh my god, that's my favorite thing that you do. It's not H-I everyone, it's H-I-G-H well, everyone. It's technically H-I, because you know, she's brand friendly. But it's like a double entendre for like my, you know. Your vice. My my vice. Your vice, your yeah. medication. Your vice. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, she's legal. We can do it. No more hush yeah. hush. California full legal, but you know, if you want to be same brand Canada. friendly, you can't be talking about it too much. H I period everyone explanation mark <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> we are here with Gabriel Zamora, fresh out of surgery. Yes. How did that go? Oh my god, it was everything. So I had liposuction. Ugh, jealous. Jealous. It's, it's my second round. The first one, I wasn't like obsessed with the results. And that one, I did have a transfer. I don't think I had that much fat to make the big difference. I don't see anything on you. No, I like, know. I know. I know. But they find it. They find they it. They find it anywhere. Wow. That's what That's what my friend told me. She was pinching my arms. She's like, a little bit here they'll get. I was <gasps> like, oh, God, okay. They, find like, they really it. do 360 lipo and put yeah. it in your butt. So not a lot of it stuck then? Well, I don't think I was as like clear mm. that... Yes, I wanted like my midsection to go down, but he said, so do you want to do your waist? I immediately thought like super like in. So I was like, no, 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 no. I don't What's want wrong it to with look that? like a woman. Oh, like fake. It. Oh yeah, yeah. You still wanted that like, masculine shape. I still shape. wanted like, I want a triangle. That's right. my ideal shape. I want wide shoulders and a more narrow like. You don't want hips and a butt. No. Interesting. No, okay. It wasn't a BBL. Like I've never been a hips person. Yeah, I've never been a hips person, but I did want like a little fatty. Of course. You know? Thick. And... The second one was to get rid of that fat that I thought was there. But some people were like, no, you don't have any fat. Right. And some people were like, no, you have fat. And I was like, okay, let me actually go to a consultation, mm-hmm. actually go to the professional. And he's like, no, you have fat. And I was like, oh, okay, thank God I'm not crazy. Right. Everyone's their own worst critic, though. Like, I feel yes. like I could, like, anybody could pick themselves apart, but it's like, you look great. Whatever makes you happy, though. Yeah. I'm and just, I, cra- it's crazy you're here. Everything. You're just sitting here I in your garment. Well, because I, when you transfer it, you can't sit. It's like a whole, like, right. 10 days post-op, oh, you wow. can't sit. So going into the second one, I didn't want to deal with that. I was right. like, I can just grow my ass, to mm. be quite honest. What was the pain like? 
because that's what's stopping me from getting liposuction because obviously I need it. But the no pain, pain I've heard really? from every single... No pain. What? Shut no up. Pain. Is that a lie? So the first one... Okay, no, I'm not lying. The first... And I have like a pretty low pain tolerance. A medium. Same. Medium okay, to, that's good. That's medium good to, to high. But like still medium. Because like some fillers will make me kind of like almost pass out because of the mm-hmm. pain. I hate needles. Oh yes. my God. So that's a low pain tolerance. Yes. Then. Yeah. No, I did a lot that day too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's so this my is now fault. a vanity podcast. Yeah. Like it wasn't just the lips. It was like a lot more. So the first one I went under for, and I hate the recovery process of anesthesia mm. because you have to recover from that and the surgery. Like yeah. your body's just not used to that. So with the second one, I was like, I want to be awake. I just like this doctor God. specializes in awake lipo. I think I know so the one you're talking about. He just about. gave me a pill. And then I go into the room and... May I ask what the pill is? I don't even remember. Were you just out of it? <laughs> they were like, it's going to take like 10 minutes to kick in. And I was like, okay. And I'm oh sitting in that room by myself. And I was like, okay, like chilling. And then I was like, I know I want to ask him something. And then I went into the room, completely forgot. And he's like, okay, lay down on your side. And I was like, okay. Put my hand over. I'm on my side. And you you didn't know it was starting already? No, it was like starting. Oh. I knew it was starting because he's like, okay, I'm going to start locally numbing you with injections. Mm. And I started to feel some of it. Like you know, and I was like, oh my God, oh my yeah. God, the yes. pressure. But like, but after that, nothing. Oh, I passed out. Fully passed out. Woo. I just remember him being like, okay, wake up. Now flip over. And I was like, okay. Flipped over, passed out. And he's like, wake up. Okay, on your stomach. I was like, okay. Wait, and I want to go out. to this guy. And then I woke I up want and he's this like, drug. okay, hey, 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 we're done. And I was like, we're not done. That's been like 30 minutes. You keep waking me up. And he's like, no, it was like three and a half hours. <gasps> I was like, what? You must have been the easiest patient. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm. Oh shit! Like that was the best nap. Like wow. I went to sleep and I got lipo. Ah, like, so jealous. What was the recovery? Was the recovery wasn't painful at all? The recovery is so like the first day. You're that drug is strong. I need to find out what. Like I don't need to find out what it was actually. Oh my god! <laughs> Let me just not gonna get that. another vice. And up in like here. the whole day, I didn't feel nothing. I woke up the next day, and I've heard from a lot of like people who've had a lot of surgery when they explain like painkiller addiction they say it usually starts from surgeries so Definitely. you can only right re- they only recommend taking it the first day if you're in a lot of pain but try not to go on painkillers like it can possibly create an addiction absolutely like, and they over prescribe like they give yes. you like i know girls who love mm-hmm. painkillers because they get their so boobs scary. they get their their face they get all this they get lipo bbls whatever and their doctors give them like 60 vicodin yes. and it's like if it's there and it's like, oh, I think it's a little bit, or I'm going out, I don't want to feel it. They just pop a pill. And then before mm-hmm. you know it, you're popping a pill before doing anything. Yes. I was, see, I read a study that basically explained that like with painkillers, because it lowers that pain threshold, when you see pain is how you can relate to it. So if you see someone break their leg, it hurts because you, you can feel imagine it. It, it, it. You feel it. But when you're on painkillers, it also affects your empathy towards others. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. It makes you more empathetic? It makes you less empathetic. Oh. Because you don't, you can't understand their pain in a sense. You're just mm. like, oh, like, I don't care. Wow. Have right. I been on painkillers this whole time? It makes you like a zombie. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I have it in my blood of at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say recovering from anesthesia is, I mean, even going under, I've had tons of plastic surgery. 
all really? the, all that was very you know like gender confirming <laughs> i mean more people are like i've never had a surgery i'm like what can't relate oh i could never <laughs> right i'm like okay well i guess i have gone under quite a few times i feel like whenever i start feeling it and it's about to happen i start being so talkative like yeah. hey so uh i just have a question yeah mm-hmm. or like can i call my husband really fast or like how's your day like are you feeling okay and Always, I hear, shut up, shut up. Yeah, it's just I want to talk. Yeah. Because I think it makes you feel just like drunk a little bit. And you're just like, whoa, I feel crazy. I'm about to do something. It's like nerves talking. What was your most painful surgery? I would honestly say probably my first boob job. Ooh, that I was stretching say out that. my muscle because I was an athlete before. So my muscles were really tight, really flat. Even after being on hormones for like a year, I just had like puffy nipples, basically. I was just meant to be a double A cup. So when I wanted that C, that like bombshell Victoria's Secret look, the stretch was just unbelievable. Like I'm surprised I didn't get a painkiller addiction because I was on them for a while. It was like blackout pain. Yeah, you called me and you said, I'm going to jump out of this window. Like, I can't take the pain. I'm going to jump out of the window. Yes, it was very much that. But then the week passed and it was fine. But it was just, it hurt so bad. And then after that, my muscles stretched. My skin stretched. It was all good. You'd think like getting full FFS all over your face, it looks crazier. But the chest is just, I mean, shout out to all my trans girls getting their first boob jobs. If you do choose to do so. It's a it's a bitch. Yeah. It's a bitch. Wait, so let's move on, Gabriel. Right. You being basically one of the first boys in makeup that I knew of online. And it is this really small community, yeah. right? Like it's literally only a handful of you. I wanted to ask you, when you first started doing makeup, like applying it, also when did you start? But when you started applying it, was it always an artistry thing for you? Or was there a little bit more of that, I want to be pretty like a girl? Mm-hmm. Because for me, it was probably 20% artistry, 80% I want to be pretty like a girl. Okay. For me, I remember seeing my mom's makeup growing up, but I never cared for it. My mom also isn't a big, like, glam girl. She wasn't like, she had the essentials. She had the mascara, she had the lipstick, maybe a little powder. Did not believe in foundation, um, maybe eyeliner. Like, she kept it real basic. She's a mom. Yeah, she was a mom. Yeah. Like, she's an immigrant mom, like, with four kids. Like, mm. she's not... She's, she's not worried care. about... Yeah, she really doesn't care. <laughs> Setting spray. So, for me, my obsession started around 18-ish because I was okay, watching people light. on YouTube. Right. Yeah, I was like watching people on YouTube, Gigi included, yes. when she lived in Canada. Yeah, like Toronto. The, <laughs> like the full fantasy. Like I was seeing everything online and I was like, oh, okay, like that's kind of interesting. So I got like infatuated with it, but I wasn't doing it until I took an acting class and my acting coach said, your eyes don't read well on camera. And I was like, the fuck is that supposed to mean, bitch? <laughs> like... Like, who just tells somebody that? But, I, like, you know, it was, like, an awakening moment. Right. Because I was like, okay, but what am I supposed to do? And she's like, well, makeup. Like, just look online how to make your eyes bigger. And I was like, okay. Well, I was like, well, I can just YouTube it. Like, I'm sure there's a tutorial. Little tricks. Yeah. So I, like, went into the rabbit hole, like, the white eyeliner in your mm. waterline. White. So do you remember those days? Like, I, I still do white. Stark white. <laughs> yes. La- or, oh, not Lady Gaga. House Labor- Laboratories. Laboratories? What's the brand even? <laughs> House Labs? House Labs. House Labs. House Labs. House Labs. They do a great white and it lasts so long. I just, I know it's like shocking, but it just looks so good in photos. Like I'll it never get really shocking. It's cute. 
Yeah, well, it's like it's people like a nude because it's like it's a barely there. It's flesh tone. Like I have dark I like eyes. White. Yeah, I so have, it, like dark skin. You I have, see like, the dark... white eyeliner before you oh, even see the yes. eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. When I'm pale, it's like very just like blending in. Well, that's interesting to me that it was a theater like kind of gateway yeah. to you, um, and then it became like you know like a snowball effect. I was like, okay, white eyeliner. Okay, I was like, well, my brows. I can start filling in my brows. Okay, well, maybe maybe mascara. Mm, I don't know if I like that. Well, I want to like spot treat, concealer, to foundation, to bronzer, to this, to that, to the point where it became like, I don't even, when I think back at it, I don't know what I was trying to achieve, to be okay, quite honest. Okay. Like, I think I was just wearing it because I was like, oh my God, this is funny. I feel pretty. Right. Like, I just like feeling pretty. And I think it snowballed into what I now, when I look back at it and what it is still today, I'm like, I like to find out what makeup works for me to make me feel the best. And not being an expert in the field by having worked at a makeup counter, I learned everything I know from YouTube. Like, I'm self-taught in a sense. So I have created a community just like that. That's like, okay, I can learn how to do it on myself, figure out what looks good on me. So that's been... I guess my kind of journey with makeup. Yeah, I feel like... Sorry, did that ever make you question your gender at all? No, but I did question my gender at one point when I was just really young, when I was like, it would be easier to like men if I was a woman. Oh, yes. But I was never like, I'm a woman. Like, when I was younger, I was like, mm, like, I like, as I'm going through everything... <laughs> so pronouns strictly he, him. Yeah, like, I've always been he, like, yeah, I've always liked playing with femininity, but I've always been like, why can't I play with it? As opposed to like, oh, I identify as something else. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I feel a lot of the time society, it's its all of the society, the structure, the pushing of, you know, being gay and feminine is yeah. you're never going to find a partner. It's going to be hard to date, all that stuff. And also spending so much time experimenting with makeup, it's vain. It's wrong. You should be focusing on other things. When in reality... There is nothing wrong about wanting to improve the way you look because it improves the way you feel. And at the end of the day, it like heightens your performance in every aspect of your life. If you yeah. feel good, I and always felt fun. like, right, exactly. But people can't relate. Like girls in high school, when I would spend like an hour and a half doing my makeup, they would love it. But they would be like, oh my God, like so, so much long. time. So like, yeah, I fucking did. And I loved it. It's my therapy. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, so I've always, always, and I feel still to this day, I'm like, yes, I need three hours to get ready because I want to look my best. Because it's like, fun. Getting ready is the fun. Right. Like, and you do like your average. shit for fun. You go to food restaurants and write a food blog. Like, I I like to do my makeup. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Yes. The glam girls. Yes. Well, a glam girl <laughs> loves to take, a glam girl could take five hours on a glam. Oh, yes. Sometimes like, I'm living in it, too. And yes. Encompassing the energy of the evening uh -huh. throughout that whole process. Playing the nice music that builds up, just the whole vibe. <laughs> Nibbling on things throughout the night. Uh -huh, popping a little Maybe bubbly. A drink, like, <laughs> as something setting with like, you know, the powder just setting like uh, totally drinking. Uh. Can you rewind to when you were younger? Where did you grow up? What was that like for you? So I was born in LA, but I moved to Houston when I was 12. Oh, yeah, Texas. And I feel like I was more so raised in Houston. Like, when I was in L.A., like, I come from a very low-income family. So we weren't doing a lot. We were already kind of, like, figuring out how to get by. So we weren't going out a lot. It was just a lot of family and, like, hanging out with family and just neighbors. 
So I feel like in Houston, I got to explore the city. So I feel like I'm like I'm more Houston, even though I was like born here. Right. And yeah, that's why I'm like, that's why I feel like I'm so like weirded out by LA sometimes. You're more normal. Like LA is savage. It's It's a weird city. It is like she'll come to visit Mimi and it'll just be like so many things noticing like when people walk in the room I will point everything out like this that's not normal like do you see right, that people What's... say hi to just like the famous people yes. in the room and ignore others and just like the social it's a interactions weird city it's you need to get out of it unless you're born and raised here i guess and you have family you need to get away to reset like yeah. i truly believe or, that or like gg you need to be grounded yes you'll just get sucked yeah. up you need to have mm-hmm. people around you that make you normal yes to a certain extent uh, how long have you been in LA for honestly now like six years like at some point I am gonna be like a Californian you are yeah that's how I feel too I'm just of the world you know no Gigi you you are a California girl like you're not you're not anything other than a California girl like it's cute to say you're Canadian but what's (laughs) Canadian about you now I always say when people are like so how long have you lived here like oh are you from here I'm like no I moved to California they're like how long have you been here I'm like seven years and then I'm like I think I've been saying seven years for like four years because yeah. me and Nats have been together for seven years yes. and I definitely didn't, you know, so I feel like, I don't know, that seven is just my number. It's like when you like people, how old is your cat? You're like two. <laughs> it's like five. <laughs> time is a man-made construct that we shouldn't even really keep track of. Yeah, no, time Bob's doesn't exist. There is no future. There is no past. It's only right now yeah. all the time. It's just celebrations. <laughs> I want to talk about, you're both YouTubers. You kind of have the same background. The beauty community is really crazy. Like, what's three words you would use to describe the beauty community for both of you? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. I would say for me, do you want to go first? No, you go. (laughs) Okay, three words to describe the beauty community. I would definitely say catty. Okay. Number one. Wow. Catty, definitely. Um, Creative. Should I do three Cs? Catty, creative, and I don't know. I feel like it's like very small. You think the beauty community is creative? Like what's creative about having a makeup line and releasing another red lipstick? I mean, it's not really just that though. There's like every, like so many things go into it. Like all the makeup looks like you would think, oh yeah, it's just a smoky eye, but it's really not like that. Like people are so creative. It is artistry at the end of of the day. Of course. I still, I still get inspired. Not to say that I don't get stuck in ruts of doing the same bronzy eye every day (laughs) for years and nude live like I have on right now. But I feel like it is, yeah, just like it it is small. I mean, there's so many beauty influencers, if you will. I also don't really fuck with the word influencer just because I feel like if you have to say that you're influential, you're not really influential. Also, yeah, we can go into that word. I don't know why people have such a weirdness towards influential. Influencer is a marketing term that marketers use for somebody who sells their product. You're not influencing anybody. You're just influencing them to buy the product like it's become this whole thing where it's like oh influencers influence people's thoughts like no that's not what it means like it's a very real marketing term like we have a product we need influencers to advertise our product that's all it means yeah i, I feel you like it too huh i sometimes like the word influencer like, really i think people can like the everyday person can kind of understand it now as opposed to like i remember when i first moved to l.a Telling an Uber driver I was like a YouTuber. Oh, God. I didn't know. He, they're like, what? Yeah. Like, the explanation. 
Now yeah. when I tell an Uber driver, oh, I'm an influencer, they're like, oh, so like exactly. you work like on the internet. And I'm like, yes. 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 <laughs> it was so difficult traveling for so long. Like what do you I would do? just get like, I had, yeah, what do you do? I had one time this guy, he just was a dick at the airport and he was like, um, I need to, It. we were going back and forth and I was just getting fed up with him. So I kept giving him less and less just because I'm stubborn like that. He's like, do you act? I'm like, yes, that's it. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> to like, do you, do you model? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Cause he just was not letting me through. And I'm like, he's clearly trying to get to know me for some reason or another, but I'm just not going to give it to him. He literally, no word of a lie, put me into secondary questioning oh. and they ended up taking me to the ATM in airport security, looking at my bank statement on my card and was questioning the uh, the amount in my ATM, where it came from, where I was making my Jeez. money. I called my manager. Yes. I was like, and then after I was like, I don't think they were allowed to do that. They I think I was just being complacent. But no, they, they are. They're allowed to do anything. That's a thing. They are. Yes. Yes. That's a thing. When he was doing it to me, I was like, this seems illegal. But then after... No, it, they can really do that. They need to know, like, what if you don't have money? So what are you really here for? Like, are you here as um, a refugee? Like, because you have no money. That's like the oh, things they look at. In. Exactly. Oh, true. It makes sense that they're going to be a lot. But not to me with my blonde ponytail and pink, pink juicy bag. Like, hello. You could be smuggling something in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would be that girl. Yeah, you would be that girl. Wait, so like, your th- what were your three words? Um, Creative. Catty um, and Cunty. Small. Okay. Cunty. Small. Yes, yes. Gabriel. Um creative, <laughs> crazy, and cunt. <laughs> okay, we have two of the same words. That's yeah. fine. You could borrow them from I me. I like that. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I feel like the whole honestly, the whole drama aspect of the internet was just never there when I started. Yeah. And I'm I, I bet was when you beginning. started. Sorry? I've been in one. I've been in the drama. Yes. Yeah. yeah do I you, used to be should a we talk about it? Yeah. You yeah, used, used to be problematic. <laughs> okay, so. You used to be a problematic ass bitch. <laughs> so what, what happened? So I got into the beauty space like 2015, 2016. And I was in like Dramageddon 1. I was like one of like the big. The Dramageddon. One. Legendary yeah. Dramageddon. Yeah. Three? There was Dramageddon 2. Now there's like Carmageddon, which was Shane Dawson's. Drama oh, in two was Tati and James. Oh, like, just the big ones. Those, yes. So you were one. Yeah, I was one. Volume one. Yeah, I was volume one. If you go back to the original. Oh so that was you. Um, who was it? Yeah, there's only, there, there could only be sequels if the original is good. I mean, yeah. So wait, you know how I mean? did that? So for <laughs> our viewers that don't know, because some people might not know what Dramageddon is. I feel like I honestly fully don't know. Dramageddon was an entire shit show on the internet where it was just the right time of people wanting to talk about the petty things that were going on in the beauty space that nobody really was talking about. Because little things would happen here and there. And when you would want to go look at it, like you would have to like weirdly type it into YouTube and be very specific to see hopefully if somebody screen recorded it and posted it on there. Mm. Then some people just started to make commentary videos on it around that same time. There was like maybe one or two. And then right at Dramageddon, the one I was in, like there was people that had just started and people who had thought about it that were like, this is my moment to do it. So it was a lot of people now having a lot of conversations as to the petty things that happen with the beauty influencers that is clearly all on the internet. 
But then they're like, but we want more, we want more, we want more. And it's, to me, I'm like, it's literally high school. Yeah, like, it's it just gonna say, literally it's like high a high school. school moment. I mean, it's like a high school moment, but like from the movies, high school moment. Because yes. I feel like ours wasn't really that psycho, but I feel like in the movies, high school is like that. Yeah. No. Have you been in drama? Um, I've had like one or two like scandals, really? but I really do try to keep it moving. Yeah. Like I really like not try to separate myself. I mean, Mark, you know, we've been friends since the very beginning, even before. I really always do just try to keep it positive, keep it moving. I really try not to like have beef with anyone online or in my real life. Negative is just not the Gigi Gorgeous brand. Like that's not who you are as Gigi Gorgeous. It's not who you are in real life. So I never ever thought that you would fall into that space, but it always... It always interested me how and why people would go into that drama. Right. It's like you always you always like to ha- watch a car crash, right? Like it's like how they like build celebrities yes. up. Like marriage, amazing. And then when they break up, it's like broken, like a whole thing. Like they like to build you up to tear you down. But it's like if you just stay above all that and keep it moving, keep it positive, like some of my role models do, it's like it really can't touch you if you don't give it the energy of day. But I feel like people nowadays online are like – the drama influencers that do it in a way to stay relevant and like honestly at the same time put their morals and they're like you know what if their family knew what they were doing they would be so embarrassed yeah that's why i'm reformed i'm a reformed problematic influencer (laughs) okay so you were like actively going to be problematic i wasn't actively but i was like i was involved in the first one and who was involved in the first one in the first one, it was Jeffree Star, Manny MUA, Laura Lee, Nikita Dragon, and me. Legends. So just the five of you. Yeah, just the, the five, five of you. Really yes. went ham, huh? Like it went ham. Like it was, it was so, the most fascinating experience to be a part of. What caused it? A tweet that I tweeted the most Bitch, iconic you did it? tweet ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Did you dare? laughs> Everybody says it was the tweet. It was Gabriel's tweet, and I'm like. Whatever. Wait, so it really what? It was, was the middle finger. You tweeted yeah, that? I tweeted that. Oh my God. It was all of them. Mark yeah, giving the middle finger. Without him, we're doing better. And talking about I, Jeffrey. Yeah. Work. Oh work. God. That's fun. Because at the time I was like, oh, like I'm hearing so much shit. And then shit happened with some of my friends who I now respect to where I'm like in that moment, I had no respect, but now I'm like, I respect. So I'm not going to speak ill of my of course, friends. It's at past. The time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> oh my god i mean it's it juicy was the as hell. weirdest experience ever like it's it was the most it was weirdly traumatizing it i really bet was. did you go to therapy after uh no really you yeah, think I went that to you, therapy, you like, years later i feel like i would have needed therapy after something oh, like yes. that because it is traumatizing you know it because because those scandals are so polarizing like i know many mm. of my friends have been through them and all i can do is just call them and be like, how are you doing? Because I'm not fucking getting involved. Like you go through it. Right. And yeah. it's like, it, it's polarizing. You're either for the person or you're not and you're tearing them down. Yeah. You know? So like, how does that feel? So it's happened to me in two different occasions. The first one was that one where I started to get like a bunch of hate. And I was like, oh my. Oh I've my God, never that. seen that much hate come at me. But looking back at it, it was like an individual's like super fans. So... And they had a really large following. So it's like, oh, my God, it's a lot of people. So it kind of creates a different conversation even to yourself. I'm like, oh, my God, am I like... Are they right? Wait, I question what I even said. Like, I'm am like, I wait, horrible? Wait, what did I say? I'm yeah. like, wait, You're I have to being gaslit. Like, it really showed me that I'm like, I need to always be aware that I have to stand by my words. Exactly. So I've always done that. So I'm like, if I said it, I meant it. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and take so it or I'm leave like, it. I, I should be able to stand by it. Exactly. Yes. So then that one happened. And then the second one happened where it was like James and Tati. Okay. I remember like, that one. Tati like create. Yes, I was in the Vi sister video. I was in the very beginning. <laughs> Wait, like your your face? Yeah, she used me as okay in the Vi sister video. She said I was the reason why she created the video. <gasps> okay, but then when she came back, she said, "Oh no, it was Jeffrey and Shane who made me do the video." So I was like, "Damn, you sent so much hate to me." Wait, 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 wait. How could Charles. she put that around? No, how could yeah. she? How could she say you were the reason and yeah. then say that? Oh wait, no, he wasn't. Yeah. How did how does that work? The only person that caught it was D'Angelo Wallace. And w- like why why would she say that you made that video come because to life? Because she needed a reason. But like cre- did like, you have any part in it? No. So what the I, fuck? Like, I shaded and I will admit I shaded. We her. love it honestly. Yeah. Honestly, all she could have said was like, "Gabriel Zamora, you need to shut the fuck up. This has nothing to do with you." That's all she needed to say and she could have She didn't me. need to say anything. And the thing is, she said I was a reason, even though I had already heard she was making the video before I uploaded my video, even though in her video, she uses my video. So I was like, oh, I know you're lying. Oh, my God. Uh, I was that girl. And I, so when people started to lie is when I was like, oh, I don't like this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At first, it was kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, how could they how it. could they not lie, though, when it's that well, big? I just thought like, oh, like. It, like the truth will always get out, but it's like no, no. it doesn't. An Sometimes influencer it won't. can create such an echo chamber with a very large audience of whatever they say, even if it's wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. like they're just like, oh no, like what I'm saying is right, and they're like, if they have a large enough audience, they echo it. Yes. So I was like, oh my god, like I'm not the reason. Like they you believe can her. Truly paint. You yeah. can paint the narrative that you want. Yeah, you really can. And the that thing, is scary. Yeah. And the thing with lying is like. But in that moment, like, I still got the hate. You can be like, oh, I lied. My bad. But I still had to endure the hate. So I'm like, I'm not playing this game if that's going to be happening. Because I'm not just going to be taking lie after lie after lie. Like, I don't know how housewives do it. How dark did that get for you? Like, how dark? Oh, my God. you bitches want to lie? Right. Oh, I was like, I. That's where it stops. Yeah, I'm like, I'm already, like, a double minority I can't be playing this game with y'all right. because like y'all are like fucking around. See, I feel like Mark, that's where it would start for me too. I would be like, like oh, we're lying. lying I would be go. like, oh, absolutely not. Like they're like, no, this guy's purple. And I'm like, bitch. No, I would be like, no, no she's not. blue. No, this guy's purple. <laughs> right. This guy's yellow. And right. I'm like, what? Like, no, you can't lie. I mean, that's how these I things can have snowball too. And I can say I'm in the wrong. If we can get and have a conversation and be like, no, this is why you're in the wrong. And if it's logical and like it's a real like constructive thing, I can take an L like that and be like, okay, you know what? I was being a bitch. Like I shouldn't have involved myself. But no, like to lie on somebody, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to play this game. Right. Because at first I felt like this one can say self-proclaimed like savior in the community of calling out the BS. Because I would call it out on my socials and they would live. Right. And they're like, oh my God, look, Gabriel's calling out this BS. Like Kenza Cosmetics, which was like a scam situation. This other influencer who was lying about some of my friends and ex Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. When you call out BS, because I always feel weird when people call something out on social media. I know Tino Shade just for fun. Is that performative? Like, what are you really doing that for? Are you really do- are you doing that to call somebody out or are you doing it to get some likes? For me, in that moment, when I look back at it, I felt like that was my thing to be able to call it out because my apology video was so well received. And the majority of the conversation was like, this is what you need to do. 
Like, you just need to be honest. Like, we love that you kind of, like, opened, like, the behind the scenes a little bit more. You spoke out on some stuff. Like, don't be over edity with your videos. We like this, like, raw, like, truthful, da-da-da. Like, call things out. So I was like, okay. So I was uh, like, yeah, okay. that's, that's what my audience is saying. And the new audience, I'm like, okay, I'll pivot. <laughs> I'm a versatile Come on, queen. Pivot. I'm going to figure it out. So I was like, okay. So then I would kind of like give my two cents on things and they would live. Like they would be like, oh my God, I love that you're having these real honest conversations within the, like about within the community. And I'm like, okay, like I live. Like at one point we were talking about like Marlena Stell, like, bitching about influencers charging $60,000 for Oh, Geek pose. Cosmetic. Makeup yes, Geek. Makeup yeah, geek. I remember her. I liked and her. And I was like, girl, like, not everybody charges that. Why are you calling that out? Because then it makes other people look bad, but also, like, and like that's an the influencer. But also, that's the rate. Yes, I'm like, your shit, like, other people are paying it. Absolutely. If you can't afford it, it's fine. But don't be like, oh, y'all can't charge what y'all charge. Says who? Uh -huh. And I was upset at that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, says, says who? who? I didn't get that either. Yeah. I remember that, and I was like, girl. You could be like, oh, we just can't afford it, but don't make a video talking about like these motherfuckers charge 60K. Excuse me? Because yeah. these are a lot of money. Do you girl. see these crazy ass followers? They'll buy yeah. anything, bitch. Like you're an influencer with a makeup brand, and it, it was very like, ooh, bitch, at the top of like it was one of the top brands. Like you've made a lot of money, girl. Like you were successful. Yeah. Why are you now saying you can't charge what you so She was in her feelings that, that day yeah. when she did that. I would for like sure. mention it in videos and like my audience lived for that. But when I look back at it, like it wasn't to be like, oh, like in any shady way, it was just like, oh, like this is what they want for me. Like, okay, like I'll do it. Where it changed for me was when certain drama channels, because I was like, oh, like this is where I'm being talked about. So I can be respectful in the sense of like, maybe this is like the modern day, like press in a sense of YouTube. I'm gonna- Definitely. Everybody talks, you know? And I've always been fascinated with like celebrity culture, like Wendy Williams, Perez Hilton, like, I, like growing up, like I was always kind of like nosy. I was just nosy as a kid. Chismosa. So I like grew up into it. Chismosa. Oh my God. Very chismosa. Favorite word. <laughs> like I lived for it. So I know like what's going on. So when they started to, like when I had conversations and one of them was like, oh, I agree with what you're saying, but the conversation is the opposite. So I'm gonna just go with that. Right. And I was like, wait, so you agree that who I'm telling you is lying and I've proven to you that they're lying. And they're like, oh, but like the majority is on her side. Yeah. So I'm just going to go over there because I don't want to get hated on. Everybody's truth is so different like, though. <gasps> Everybody's. Yeah, it's very that. Like yeah. stand up for what's right. I was like, but okay. What's right. So then who says it came out later? Right. Yeah. Which, what's true? What's true? What's right? Everyone's truth is their truth. My truth. Right? <laughs> Journey. Like, if I like it this way and you like it that way, who's going to tell? Like, how are we going to figure out who's right and wrong? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. That That is the tea. <laughs> that this, is the tea this rose is hitting me. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> I have a question for you, okay. Gabriel. So back during Dramageddon, knowing that, Gabriel, how much you've grown now, uh -huh. what is some advice that you would give Ooh. yourself back then? Here we go. I would almost want to say don't get into it, but it taught me so yes. much uh -huh. in understanding how to see how people move. Like, I come from, like, maybe it's because I come from Texas. Maybe it's because I come from a very loving family. I expect people to be nice and kind and, like, forthcoming. And, like, just I expect very great things from people. 
And being in certain situations in these drama get-ins and the drama and since then, like, it just taught me, like, oh, just just watch how people move. Yeah. Because some people could be, like, sneaky about it and sneak, and, like, you know, just, you don't got to associate with everybody. And I like that it taught me that because Gabriel, who first moved to L.A., was like, I could be friends with everybody. Everybody's a great person. Like, no, it taught me, like, mm, like, guard your space. Yeah. Guard your energy guard yourself right right did yeah. you, do you I relate mean, to that like absolutely. do you expect a lot from people i see the best in a lot of people i think really? that's like one of my okay. biggest downfalls yeah and i'm extremely forgiving i'm extremely generous with my time mm. my money everything my energy like i take a lot too for me to even be like oh no i can't yes me too i know but when i'm done i feel like i'm done i don't know if that's just like the print disney princess inside of me like <laughs> rainbows and you know birds flying yeah. on my face every day it's a good just like live. glitter and unicorns I like it, but then if someone really does like fuck with me and hurt with hurt me or hurt those around me, especially now that I'm married, my husband is like my my other part. Yes. It's game over because then that's you're really coming for my life and I like my life. Yeah. I like where I'm at. I'm a very happy person. And I feel like that's just through lessons that we've learned. I mean, yeah. yours of course was drama get in. That's yeah. probably the biggest one, right? So that was yeah. that was your advice for yourself. What would you say to the people involved in Dramageddon? Because I myself have a major respect for each of them individually yeah. and, you know, as a whole. But what happened was fucked up and insane. Like, yeah. it just really was, like, viral to the 10th degree. So what would yeah. you say to each person? Um, <laughs> I would just say to all of them. Let the games begin. Bitch. Oh my yes. God, yes. <laughs> it was a motherfucking game and bitches thought I was going to lose. And I was like, oh no. Listening to you now oh, though, no. you're too nice. Like, you could have gotten a little bit dirty. It was like, oh my God, what's that movie with Jennifer Lawrence? The Hunger, the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh my God, it feels like the Hunger Games. It feels like oh my God. survive, bitch. Mm. Like yeah. when you're in it, it truly feels like you better survive, bitch. Like you're like, and you did. But you were like Rue. Like you were no, you bitch. You were Katniss. You were so nice and like full of integrity. I would not have been that bitch. Like if you're gonna throw down, I'm gonna throw down. No, I'll throw down. That's why I was like, I'm the like. (laughs) I think it also showed like Gabriel's like a. Like, yeah, he's Latina. He's probably a Chihuahua, but god damn, his like bark and bite are like too much. Like, don't fuck with him. Like, I, I feel think like, it really set a precedent. Just don't fuck with Gabriel. Right, right. I like, mean, I feel like that. I feel like you are a truth teller and you really do say it like it is. And I also feel like you know a lot more than you lead on because you are just like a good person. I feel like I know people too that. Much. Exactly. I know way too much. I feel the goddamn same. I feel like everybody who's like this person, that person, I'm like, wow, how messy could you be? Like, I, if there, if I went on record and wrote in my book and shared everything that I knew about people. Oh my God. Game over. Then I'd be Wendy Williams or Perez Hilton. Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> and I feel like what we were talking about with truth earlier, like truth, the truth will always come out. Sometimes it takes a while. But Sometimes it takes a while. Oh, awful that's when people, I learned. Awful yeah. people will be exposed. Yes. Like it is just a fact of life. If you can't get away with being a horrible person for the rest of your life without people talking about it. T. Yeah. For me, it like during that drama get into, even though I wasn't one of the big people, I was slightly involved. So I got that like hate. You were the tweet. I no, no, no. This one wasn't the Tati and James. Thing. Oh, two. I was the video. Yeah. <laughs> I was the video. I had to, at that time, oh, it sucked. Because I was like, oh, my God. I had to learn to give things time. And I was like, time. Time. Oh, my God. That was the most, like, 
excruciating thing to learn to really have to give something almost over a year to fully be exposed as to what really happened. And I was like, oh my God. Like it took over a year for people to be like, oh my God, you were right. Right. And I was like, you bitches. And it so taught, it taught me you that. patience. Yeah, it taught me patience. I hate patience. Patience is a virtue or virtue, whatever <laughs> that's really saying. Is. I hate it. That's what I'm not excited for for it's motherhood. Hard to learn. I hate patience. I'm the most oh. fast paced person. If I, I can't get it out, I, I don't even want it. I don't even know if I want kids to be just because honest. of that. Yeah, I'm very selfish. And I don't feel like I'm at even like the developmental stage of having figured out all my traumas, same, all my situations, literally same, to really start fucking like teaching a human, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much pressure, like having to like come to terms that I'm like, oh shit, my mom like had me at this point. Such a trip to think about. I'm like, oh, I mean, my we God. are we are in I LA. We are know. living a different lifestyle, so mm-hmm. I feel like it keeps us young. Yes, you know, like a lot of my friends back home have kids. A lot of my sisters' friends, my well, brothers' no, I'm friends. Like, oh my God! Like I don't even know what's going on, and I have a I have it way better than you, bitches. How the fuck did y'all figure it out with me? So it Who's makes to me say think that I'm they like, had. Do I want a kid? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. when am I gonna be red? Like. As a gay man, I have the privilege because I tell like straight men this all the time. I'm like, you know, I never fear like getting someone pregnant. Right. And they're like, <laughs> wow, like I fear it all the time. And I was like, I never fear it. Like when I think of kids is like when I really am like, do I want kids? Like it's your choice. Yeah, it's so my Never going to creep up on you. Never. Would you ever do it by yourself or would you need to be in a serious relationship? Um... I personally think it needs two people. I want to be in a relationship. I think it's empowering when people do it by themselves, though. It's yeah, like, wow, it bitch, you really went think, against the I grain. for me, I'm just like, no, girl, this is going to... Like, if you don't have a man, mm-hmm. this is an alone journey for you. Yeah. Girl. Like, yeah. I'll be the greatest uncle. I have a lot of siblings. I have a lot of aunts and uncles. I have a lot of cousins. See, I, I feel like you like kids. I love kids, but I know that I have to be aware same. that I have to be at the right place. Same. Right. Literally Mentally, same. emotionally, relationship, like everything to be able to bring in a human. It's such a big deal. It's such a world. huge yes. major deal. Mm-hmm. It's it a is. human. I'm like, oh my God, I'm bringing an, like me. Yeah. I'm bringing me into this world. It's in definitely not casual and it is a lifestyle change. Yes. Like I know when I do it, I'm going to have to become a lot less selfish. Well, you're ready for it. You're like, you are ready for children, mm-hmm. Gigi. I still have a little bit of time to go. Like I could right now but i'm just not ready like but mentally I feel like i'm like, like halfway there you're ready yeah, to have child i could have yeah. one i would definitely just be it would be a, definitely a change i feel like i have somewhat patience now but like a kid is a whole new level oh my god i mean Crazy. but also it's like the natural um timeline of things you're married about two years in you both want children we can talk about this at another episode but some of our biggest fights have been talking about wanting children because I don't, you yeah, do. Yeah, that definitely needs to be on another <laughs> podcast because we have completely different stance. But that's what best friends are for. That's what best friends are for. We can be like, it's okay, it's okay <laughs> to, yeah, you know, like disagree for now. No, that's how me and my best friend are. We mm-hmm, disagree of on course. Like, a lot of things. Like we always, I'm like, mm, well, we always have an opinion on it as well. Right. And we're so opposites, but I'm like, oh, I feel like that's what I love. Isn't it boring to be the same all the time? You can tell yes. your best friend when you disagree with them because your best yeah. friends, but your regular friends, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I agree. This discussion. Exactly. They're going to get their feelings hurt. Exactly. Uh, like, yeah, of course I want kids too. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> Let's go to lunch. But my best friend is like, you said what? 
Yeah. <laughs> See, I no. feel like you love kids. I feel like kids love you. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like they just do. I feel like if I was a kid, I'd be like, Gabriel. Like, my nieces. They're not my nieces. My favorite cousin, who's like a year older than me. Like, I think of her as like a sister. She has two under two. And I've Cute. created like a relationship with them over FaceTime. Oh, my God. You haven't met <gasps> and them? And when I finally Pandemic saw them, babies. they were like, oh, my God, hi. Like, they knew they me. Know. And I was like. Oh my god, the way kids are connected to technology. These no, days. and they are so smart. Oh my god. She like, was taking a photo of me the other day. She's three years old. She knew I was on FaceTime cute. and she grabbed her mom's phone. And then she opened the camera. She flipped the camera so it was on me. Shut up. And then she was taking photos. I was like, take my photo. <gasps> and I was like, it's insane. Oh my god, how do you know this? You I always think that kids are not to be rude but dumber than they are yes like when they're like two i'm like oh they won't hear like, they won't no, know it's they the know everything Older people are dumber they're they're Children smarter than listen. you like <laughs> being around kids yeah. like at five it's so scary it's intimidating mm-hmm. yeah. i'm like are they gonna clock me like do <laughs> i have to have the, the, the talk with them like really yeah because kids they they're always drunk they have truth serum they're not thinking about your feelings that's so true actually they it will tell you how it is do i look oh. good no no They'll be like based on what standard? <laughs> like my cartoons I watch. I've had children ask me if I was a girl or a boy. Like that's definitely oh, true. Oh girl, if I had a nickel. <laughs> oh no. I've had the occasional like, why do you act like a girl? Yes. Like, oh. Why do you talk mm-hmm. like a girl? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I feel I like kids to. now love it though. Like my um my best friend's uh sister's child, Enzo. Enzo he was Enzo, little baby, he, we were over one day and he was like two and a half at this point, could barely, like, was so shy, not even looking at me. And he goes, where's Barbie? And I was <gasps> like, hmm? And she goes, he's, we've never watched Barbie. He just called you Barbie. And she's like, I don't know where he learned that. I don't know where he saw that. And now he just calls me Barbie. That's so I was like, cute. oh my god, so I know I died. I was like, oh my god, I was nervous he was gonna like be mean to me. But meanwhile, Barbie, I'm like, yes, Enzo, I live. I know I died, and she's like, no, he likes cars. He watches like cartoons. Like I don't know where he learned his Barbie. His dad is a police officer. Like, you know, yeah. Like Barbie was not in his realm. I and mean, not going when to you school. Think about like, do y'all have thoughts and memories from that age? Yes, like, little ones. Earliest memory. Um earliest memory probably i remember a lot from the age of eight like not saying that's my earliest memory but eight second grade i remember so much i don't know what happened in that year but like so many memories from then probably when i was like three or like four same like playing in the front front yard in montreal when i mine is very vivid mine was i was at the store and i was bawling because my mom wouldn't buy me this like green little tykes wheelbarrow and i cried until she made me buy it i mean until i made her buy it and she did and then i had oh it. my god you're the same the- <laughs> <laughs> also you say wheelbarrow like it's barrel wheel wheelbarrow no it's wheelbarrow barrow how do you say it gabriel barrel Wheelbarrel. Yeah, like crackle like barrel. Like crate and barrel. Yeah. Shut up. Okay. To the listener out there, please call in. Let us know. Is it wheelbarrel <laughs> or Make wheelbarrow? Sure you tweet. We need clarify. to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of call in, we have a hotline here. We're going to answer some questions. Do you want to stick around? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, cool. We are going to be back right after this break with Gabriel Zamora. Welcome back. We are with Gabriel Zamora, and we are going to be taking some of your queries. You can call us, of course, on our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. 
As always, nothing is off limits, bitch. Really go for gold because we love hearing your questions and we love having our guests answer them too. It's a different perspective and it's so fun. And this is just like my favorite part of the show. I can't wait for this part. So let's do it. Mimi, are you ready? So ready. Here we go. Our first query. Hi, Gigi and Mimi. It's Patrick. Hope you're both doing well. I'm just curious as to when we're going to expect The Avenue Season 4. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm dying. Patrick, The Avenue was, if anyone listening doesn't know, it was Mark and I's reality show back in the day no, on YouTube. No, I was not it was on like it. like our high school friends. I was not The Avenue? Yeah, you were. Yeah, the you Avenue. Were. Oh, The Avenue. No. no. The Avenue. No, so that I was, was on the, the one campus. before. The yeah. campus. Yeah, and then... Oh my God, I can't. If you're an OG <laughs> GG stan, you will know. Um, that was ridiculous. That is never coming back. I don't even talk to those girls anymore. Oh my God, OG. shut up. You still talk to like Rachel. Not for any reasons. Yeah, sometimes on Instagram here and there, but... I really would love a reunion, though. Like, just like a reunion photo. I feel like Let that'd be fun. Hills. Yes. You know who I, like, need to, meet, like, see again, need to meet again? I kind of love her, Arta. Like, I need to know oh, what Arta's, Arta's doing. Now. Yeah, and she lives in, like, Morocco or something. Yes, yes. And she's, Very like, a magazine editor. Like, that's so insane. Did you watch The Avenue? No. I came at the campus. The oh, campus my God, beforehand. you watched The Campus? That's around the time that I came into, yeah. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's like you were on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't that's around the time that I started to watch Gigi. Oh my God. Oh my Ridiculous. God. Okay, next question. Next question. <laughs> Hi. This is like the third time I'm calling. I'm so sorry. And you're probably like, can you please stop calling? But I have another question. Okay. Um, so, like, how do you get up your head? So, I don't know. I don't know if it's for everyone, but like for me, and it's also like other people too. Like, I just like get in my head and I'm like, mm, like, you're not valid. Like, stop. Asking like if anyone's ever gonna see you as anything that what you're born with, and it's just like so annoying because I'm like, okay, you're just never gonna be a man. Like no one's ever gonna see you as that. Like you're always gonna be female. Everyone's everyone's ever gonna see you as that. Like just stop pretending to be something you're not. And it's kind of like it just gets so sad because I'm just all up in my head, like fully like invalidating myself and like my identity and like. It just sucks really fast. Like, do you guys have any ways that I can fix that? Like, in your advice? And, yeah, I love you guys so much. And I hope you have a pleasant amazing day. Thank you. Okay, wow. Um, Thank you, caller. That was a good question. How do you... It sounded like he was a trans man, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so he was a trans man. How do you validate yourself in your own mind when no one sees you as who you are? Gabriel, do you have any thoughts for our caller? Well, I'm aware of me being born a male and presenting as a male. And it's still even, even though I was gay and maybe I got like hate for that. Like it was still like I was always a guy. Mm -hmm. So I, with presenting myself in that sense, I think I don't know when it comes to gender because I've, like, I just live in it. Mm-hmm. You know? I would say, you know, with my, with me and with trans people I know, it is all about consistency. Mm-hmm. And you are going to have to believe it more than anyone else. So at, w- with anything, confidence and all of that bullshit that gets in our head, we all get that. It's not anything to be ashamed of. It's nothing. You have to really recognize that this is all temporary. Like, you 
are feeling insecure, you're feeling all these things, you're invalidating yourself, beating yourself up. We all do it. But also when you feel confident, fucking go with it. You know, like if you want people to see you as a man, then you really need to drive home that you're a man because if if you're not going to believe it, no one else is going to believe it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not pretending to be something that you're not. This is who you are. It's all about consistency. If people see you as, oh, he one day and then the next day you're like, oh, no, like it it doesn't matter. Don't worry. That's going to confuse them. So you got to really just drive it home every minute of the day. And then sooner rather than later, people are going to totally forget about this weird time and they're just going to see you as the man that you are. Exactly. Also, it sounds like he's dealing with anxiety and voices in his head telling him he's not valid and he's thinking that it's him. One really good tool that I've used is naming that voice in your head. That's not me. RuPaul actually teaches this too. Like it's your inner saboteur. Like it's not you. Don't listen to it. It's actually like when you hear that, you should, it should send up a red flag saying, oh, okay. My inner saboteur is really trying to get me today. So let me pull it together, not listen to that and then go the opposite way. So that is a really good tip. And I, I think never you need dealt to do with that. it like that. Yeah. I, I watch yeah. RuPaul all the time, but I never really actually processed that. So do you name it like Bianca? Like, yes. oh, Bianca's being crazy today. Yes. Oh, I, I it's not me. Like, I, I name mine the devil. Like, fuck, the devil is out the to devil. get me today. Like, uh-uh, not today. Ooh, I'm going to name mine something Ooh. really nasty. <laughs> yes, you have to, to make sure that, you know, it's I've not never, you. Like, named the voice me either or like the i thoughts, feel like that's like helpful though it, it is helpful because then you can be like no it disassociates you because Ooh. you think it's you but no you would never tell yourself those things it's yes. like your worst enemy exactly <gasps> oh i'm gonna work on Good. that yeah me too i'm gonna <laughs> like, name mine tonight do I hate? that's my homework for tonight <laughs> <laughs> okay name your inner saboteur <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that question our third and last query here we go hi my name's demi from florida Gigi, i met you about Five, six years ago in Miami, um, you were in Sephora and we, you did like a meet and greet and it was everything. And you're actually the reason I decided to come out as trans. Um, so thank you. But I want to ask for advice. So me and my husband have been married now for almost a year and we currently live with our family because we're trying to get our, you know, life together. And we just decided recently that we want to move out. But it's very spontaneous, and I don't know if I should be responsible and wait a couple more months and save more money or if I should just do it. It scares the hell out of me to leave, like, you know, just so irresponsibly. So, yeah, if I could get some advice on that, I would love it. Thank you so much. Have a gorgeous day. Loves it. Demi, this is such a good question. I just really want to go first. Demi, stay home. It is 2021. We are coming out of a pandemic. It is not the 80s anymore. Money is not falling out of the trees. Everybody is struggling. You're so lucky that your parents, um, I don't want to say let you, but allow you to live with them. Please save your money. It's so important right now. You know what? If you're listening to this podcast, save your money because you're going to need it. We're coming out of a pandemic. Nothing is sure. And it's a tough economic time. So it's right now, it's extremely important to be fiscally smart. What do you think, Gigi? Oh, I was going to tell Demi to do it. <laughs> Jump right in. Tell her why. Get out of that home. Go Find ham. <laughs> yes. Drop all your money. Bankrupt yourself. To 24 months. <laughs> no, I honestly... 
whatever is in your gut, sometimes, you know, spending the money, take the risk. It literally internally and somewhere in the universe, I don't know, this has happened to me tons of times where I take a risk. It makes me work harder and it makes me achieve other things that I wouldn't necessarily have achieved. So I feel like if you really feel like this is something in your gut that you need to do, then I would say do it. But I just, I feel like my dad, when I say this, save your money, you know, money is just a great thing to have on you. And you just are going to regret it so hard if you do take the leap and God forbid you you get broke or you're going through a hard time. You're going to be like, I could have easily just stayed at home, you know? So whatever you want, but I would honestly agree and say stay home too for at least a little longer. Yeah. Gabriel? For me, I would have to be like reasonable with it. I would be like, okay, do you both have a job? Mm -hmm. Is it full time? What is like, what are your budgets like looking like? Can you give me like a budget breakdown of your expenses, your bills within the last three months? Are you very savvy with that? I would start getting that ready. Make sure you start understanding what y'all's together budget is going to be. Like, what are you going to be paying in rent? Like start being able to save that, that you can see, am I ready to have this money come out of my like available money? Like start putting that in the same and be like, okay, I can afford this much a month. Like with this many bills, start figuring it out for like at least six months. Mm -hmm. Like apartments are still going to be there. Houses are still going to be there. Figure out your expenses. And if you're ready and you feel ready, then do it. Absolutely. Like there's nothing like living on your own and living away from your parents and being able to be like, this is my space. The whole thing is my space. Like I can recharge here. That's an amazing feeling. So if you feel like your finances are in order, do it. But if they're not, bitch, get it together. And also, you know when you get that new place, you're totally going to want to have a housewarming party. You're going to want to have people over. You're going to want to go out to dinner. you're going to have to furnish it. Exactly. You're going to want to decorate it. You're going to want to paint. You're going to want to, I mean, if you are a fan of me, you know, you're going to want to go out, girl. So I feel like you're you're going to want to have even more in the bank than you need. You know, save even more than you have where you're like, wow, I am just loaded right now. Let's move out. Like, don't don't struggle. And especially if your family is like accepting and everything and you have a husband like you are so lucky you're killing it. And it's just like a blessing your life. So don't fuck it up if you don't have to. You know, it's a major big step. So only take it when you're ready. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, money talk on Queerified as money experts. (laughs) Oh, welcome to the bank. Susie (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, that takes us to the end of our pod. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming on. Let people know. I mean, you have a podcast of your own. Plug everything. Let people know where they can find you if they don't already follow you. If you want to follow me, I'm at Gabriel Zamora, Z-A-M-O-R-A, on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, um, you can find me everywhere. I also have a podcast named Blunt Talk where I get high everyone and mm-hmm. I just have conversations either by myself and I like literally imagine that y'all are there or with other people. <laughs> Love that. It's amazing. You're one with um, your most recent one. I don't know when this is coming out, but your most recent one and the one with Lily Galici was such a good yeah. listen. Oh, I live for Lily. Yeah, me too. Oh, uh, we got high and like, yeah. Yeah, she literally is like so just inspiring. Like, don't you just want her to be on Housewives? Yeah. She does. She needs. How iconic. She needs. I bet you she will, Uh, huh? No, she won't. Really? Really? Her husband is very like, I just don't like being online. And she says that she's like, I manifested this man. I said, I don't want him to be on social media. He hates social media. Right. 
She's like, be like a little more specific. Be like, maybe he like does it. He's not on it, but like, you know, he likes it. I feel <laughs> like that's like, just okay. very husbands. That's yeah. like a Elaine yeah. husbands are in. Love, they love Well, that. thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you for having me. I manifested this. I was listening to your podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, should I just DM her? Because <laughs> we always like see each other out and stuff, but never yeah. really like have hung. No. So it was really nice like getting to know you more and talking with you today. Thank you everyone for having me, Gigi and Mimi. I'm thank queer you. Five. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to our guest, Gabriel Zamora, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you in the next one. Stay gorgeous. <laughs>